0: How's everybody doing? Great. Didn't everybody enjoy the worship? There's breakthrough coming. There's breakthrough coming. There's a God was breaking off shame. He was breaking off guilt. He was breaking off fear, which is a stronghold. Amen. Thank you, God, for breaking off stuff from us. Well, God is going to uh, speak to us today through His Word. You guys ready for the Word today? Amen. Well, we've uh, we've been praying and asking God for direction and. We uh, prayed, the prophetic team back in December felt so, some direction for the Lord, and there was just confirmation in my heart as well, and we'd hoped to have this message the 1st of January, but uh, we're, it was a little later because of all that was, has been going on, and so just want to get into uh, sharing a message about how breakthrough is coming, and God even confirmed that even this morning as we're singing and worshiping. He's already preparing in our hearts. He's already starting to soften our hearts, and he's drawing us at this time. And I just want to encourage you, uh, he who has ears, let him hear. The voice of the Lord is speaking, amen? And so uh, I just want to position myself in this hour, in this season, where there's so much chaos and so much craziness. I want to position my heart, and I want to posture my heart, not on what's going on in the world and all the craziness. I want to focus my eyes and my affection on Jesus, amen? The Bible says, fix your eyes on Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. And so don't get distracted in this hour. There's a lot to be distracted by, right? But I want to get into uh, the message today. Yeah, I would title it, Breakthrough is Coming, but I really probably should title it, Breakthrough is Here. Uh, and we're going to be pressing into Breakthrough. Uh, even as the worship team picked up on that theme in the spirit, That was not; they weren't told that. So I just want you to know God's in the work of bringing breakthrough. But have you ever been in a place in your life where you've really desperately needed breakthrough? I mean, you were desperate. It's like, oh God, if you don't intervene, God, if you don't come and break in, there is no hope in this situation. I don't care if it's with a spouse where you're fighting and the the turmoil's there. And it's like, oh God, if you don't get, I'm sure it always says, if you don't get my husband because we're the most stubborn right 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 no no I rebuke that in Jesus name but maybe it's with a spouse or maybe it's with a kid is suffering with d- depression or maybe other mental struggles that's going on in your life or maybe it's in an in a area where you need healing in your body and physically you need healing, or maybe it's just you have the, the, you've been so distracted and, you've, and you spiritually have been struggling and, and you just need God to, to break into your hard heart and w- awaken you because you have such a desire for more of God. I mean, we've all been in a funk in some ways in this whole COVID journey. Can I have an amen? And sometimes we need to be awakened and stirred And we need breakthrough, even in our spiritual walk. And I I know that. I'm praying for that for my own life right now. You know, some of the things, and I've shared this with many of you, I have been so focused on what God is speaking to the church when I've been saying, talking about God's trying to awaken the church and God's trying to get our attention. God says, Eric, you are the church. Eric, don't worry about the church. Worry about you. You get right with God. You get your heart really fixed on me. And everything else will fall into place. Can I have an amen on that? And so, I don't know about you, but I've had places in my life where I've just, I've been desperate for God to move. And I don't know if you're in that place. I believe God is increasing our desperation. He's increasing our hunger. He's increasing our dissatisfaction of where we are at spiritually. Is that going on in anybody besides me? Can I have an amen? Amen. God, wake my heart. God, stir me. God, shake my heart. I know years ago, and I know I shared it a little bit briefly last week, and I won't go all over it again, but man, seven years ago, we were in such a desperate place with Joel when he was paralyzed for three months. This church fasted. We prayed. Man, but you know, I remember... That, the, those days, those three months when he was paralyzed, and Joel was at home from college. We had to bring him back from college because he couldn't go to class. And I remember hearing the desperation in his in his heart. I remember being on the other side of his bedroom door, and he was in his bedroom, and he had that speaker so cranked. I mean, worship music was just... I mean, it was just cranked, and he was worshiping, he was crying, he was mourning, he was asking God for breakthrough. I mean, he was so desperate, and as a family, we were so desperate. We had the elders of the the body of Christ, we had laid hands on him, and he didn't get healed, and we were just desperate. I remember when Karen and I couldn't have children, we were desperate. Is anybody desperate? maybe you've got a situation in your life maybe you know for me it's this desperation of i have got to come up higher in god there is an awakening there is a there is a maturing there is a thing where there's an invitation from god for for me personally come up higher and i am desperate for more of god and god's he's in this process of of softening my heart and increasing my hunger for him because there's been times i've not been hungry Can you, hungry has anybody else been there before Anybody else been complacent and had apathy in their life? Gosh, I'm so sick of it. Anybody else sick of it? I want breakthrough. But Psalms 50 says and promises, he says this in Psalms 50, 15. And call on me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you. And you will honor me. Oh God, I pray today, as we get into this message, Father God, that you are the God of the breakthrough. You are the God of trouble. You, God, come when there is trouble. There is trouble in our nation. There are trouble in people's lives. Father, I pray for a breaking in of your presence today. I pray, God, for a convicting of our hearts. I pray, God, that you would do what I can't. And God, I can't convince anyone. But it's the power of your spirit that brings conviction to our hearts. So, Holy Spirit, we ask for your presence to come and to convict us, to draw us, to woo us, and to bring us closer to your presence. And if everybody would say amen, amen, amen. amen. But even in our nation, there is a shaking. Even in our nation, there needs to be an awakening. Can I have an amen on that? Amen. We desperately need breakthrough of god's presence in our nation our nation is in a critical critical place and i know what we just went through this last week and i know many people our hearts are broken and all that kind of stuff but i'm telling you god's not surprised and he is using this crazy thing to shake the nation and to shake the body of christ i don't know about you but are you desperate and are you hurting about where our nation is. I mean, my heart is so grieved to see where our nation is. I think about what is the next 20 or 30 years going to be. And I'm telling you, if I look at the problems and I focus on the problems, I feel hopeless. I feel defeated. I feel like, God, how is that even possible? But when I focus on faith and I focus on the presence of God and the power of God and the faithfulness that we just sung about this morning, how faithful God is to break in, my hope begins to go... My faith begins to enlarge and so we've got to get our focus not on the problem But we have got to get our focus on the lord and he's drawing us into that in this season Are you grieved about where our nation is are you are you wanting breakthrough? I'll tell you another area i'm hurting i'm hurting about where we are at spiritually as a church here at new covenant worship center My heart is grieved There's so much more that God has for us as a church. There's so much more maturity. There's so much ministry. There's so many other things. There's so much of God's presence that we're not capturing within our own hearts within this church, and I'm grieved. Are you grieved about that? Do you agree with me? We need breakthrough in this house. I'm desperate. God always breaks in and helps desperate people. Did you hear me? God always comes to desperate people. So, to be honest with you, I am desperate and I'm in need of breakthrough in my nation, in my church, and in my life, in my family. How about you? Do you have any areas in your family where you're going, oh God, you have got to break through? Yes. God, I want to position my heart for that breakthrough. Just like Joel positioned his heart for the breakthrough. He fell on the floor and he cried out to God. The power of God, though it did not happen when we asked, it did happen. <laughs> Karen and I grieved we were on the floor. We were praying for breakthrough for children It didn't happen when we wanted seven years later little Joel popped out Big Joel And by the way, they had a baby this week praise God As soon as he got done preaching here the next day she went into labor and she had the baby here in Indiana. So praise the Lord Yeah, she got her breakthrough (laughs) <laughs> and Papa got a new grandson, praise the Lord. But I'm desperate for a move of God in my nation. I'm a desperate for God, for a move of God in my church, and I'm desperate for God, for a move in my life, and my family. My children need to draw closer to God. How about yours? My family, my extended family need God. I have a mother-in-law who is not saved. Anybody else have unsaved loved ones? So I don't know about you. My desperation is increasing. And I hope and pray your desperation is increasing. And I hope and pray that you um, are allowing the spirit of God to prick your heart about breakthrough. Because one thing I do know in my own life and as I've been seeking the Lord. Even through what the trial that I went through. Um, God is saying, Eric, there is so much more that I have for you. There is so much more. The level that you're walking in right now, I'm thankful that you're there. But, you know, I have so much more for you. As we were singing those songs, I was so thankful how God convicted my heart before I got saved. Anybody remember those days? How God came in and He kicked and convicted your heart and you gave your heart to Jesus Christ that same spirit is doing the same thing now, not just to convict us, uh, but, but to draw us closer to his presence for breakthrough. And so we're going to press into that today. God is inviting us into there's an invitation from God in this message. And God is inviting us to come deeper into his presence. God's inviting us right now to 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 respond to him. And I'm going to get into that as we as we move into this message. So. I hope you're ready for transformation. I hope you're ready for change. I hope you're ready for God to get a hold of your heart. And I hope that you're ready to, 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 to say yes to his invitation. So, um, so we're all in agreement that we need breakthrough, right? Everybody's in agreement, right? Yeah. Everybody's there. We, we know we need it. And so we've got to start asking for it. We've got to start knocking on heaven's door. We've got to start positioning ourselves. Now, several years ago, Dennis Kramer prophesied over this house. And He gave us 10 points, but I'm not going to go over 10 points I'm going to go over the points that are relative to the season that we're in right now because God has been Preparing us for many many years, but in Dennis Kramer's word several years ago. He's a trusted prophet from Pennsylvania We trust Denny. He is so accurate He's a wonderful man of God who is a prophet in 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 the body of Christ But he said get ready for a new way everybody say new way He said tell everybody to get ready. No dead weight. No one lagging behind So that means all of us everyone don't lag behind. Let's get in this together. He's wanting unity He's wanting us all to go this way together. He's wanting us to all get on the same page We cannot follow the spirit of division. That's in our nation We have got to get in unity in this house. Can I please have an amen on that? Say I will stay in unity Man, I won't divide away from the house. Praise God But he said he said get ready. This is what I like get ready for a group of believers in this house who will press in To the purpose of God that he is destined for us Can I have an amen on that? I Know there is a remnant here. I know there is a people here who are going to press in to what God has for us Is that you? Yeah, yeah, yeah get ready. There is a visitation coming. I'm going to visit you guys I'm going to visit this house. I'm going to visit this place. So get ready get ready get ready to call some sacred assemblies so So part of our getting ready as a people of God Is that we must position ourselves? Spiritually for the breakthrough that God has prophesied and declared and that we feel I know I've talked to many of you you guys are feeling this there are many of you who have said there is something God's wanting to do is anybody there right we know it God has breakthrough for us and it will require us to respond to this shaking that will require us to respond to the shaking in our own lives the shaking in our country but it will respond it will require us to respond and position our hearts in such a way and so I'm, I'm pressing into that, and I'm praising God that he is doing that. The Holy Spirit's already doing that. So last week, Joel talked about a spiritual discipline, a, a, a sacred rhythm of our lives about getting into the Word and studying the Word, memorizing Scripture. That is, a spiritual, that is one of the ways we position ourselves. That's one of the ways we get ready. That's one of the ways we get ready as we get into the word. We start discovering God in his word We begin to discover his heart We begin to discover his ways and we begin to then line our life up with what the word of God says And so that spiritual discipline that Joel talked about was really really critical And I heard a lot of you say it really helped you. It gave you some breakthrough I tell you what it really gave me breakthrough. You want to help me? Because I sometimes go into false responsibility and the statement that he made that helped me was hey It is not Tom and Eric's or whoever's preaching from here's responsibility to feed you. It is your responsibility to feed you. And it was like, oh, dear Jesus, yes. Why have I taken on that responsibility? I can't tell you how many people say, I'm not getting fed. It's just not deep enough. I want more. Dear Jesus, this community gathering here is an exhortation. It's a drawing. We're coming together in order to be sent forth to the world. And so you've got to be feeding yourself that spiritual discipline that Tom or (laughs) Joel talked about last week is a spiritual discipline that you have to get a sacred rhythm a rhythm in your life where every day You're digging into the Word of God and I'm telling you church. That's a movement and I don't know about you Some of us need breakthrough from the stronghold of laziness and apathy and complacency towards the Word of God and so you need to say, God, break this apathy off of me. Break this thing on me that doesn't want to get in your word. Yes. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. I want your word. Yes. And if you're struggling in that, man, come up here. We'll lay hands on you and we'll come in agreement that that stronghold's going to come down because that laziness, procrastination, and all that, woo, 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 it needs to go. Because it's a spiritual discipline that positions my heart and prepares me for what God has for me as he speaks to me through his word. But today I want to invite you to discover another spiritual discipline or a sacred rhythm you need in your life that positions you personally for breakthrough personally. It positions us uh, for breakthrough in this church, and it also positions us for breakthrough in our nation. Are you guys ready for what that spiritual discipline is? What do you think it is? That's right, fasting. Everybody say the word fasting and prayer. prayer. Say fasting and prayer. Fasting Fasting without prayer is a diet. (laughs) Fasting without prayer is a diet. We're talking about the spiritual discipline of fasting and praying that positions us under the mighty hand of God. Desperate people fast desperate people who need God to break through if you don't think you're in a desperate place spiritually if you don't think you're in a desperate place in your family with your children if you don't think you have any needs then you are like the church in Laodicea you think you're well fed and everything's okay but I'm telling you we are not where we think we are at and the bridegroom is saying I want more of you and so I know when I say the word fasting, I'm sure everybody just has these fuzzies that come up in their belly and they're going, oh, wow, man, I can't wait to do that. See, we're believing God's calling us to a corporate fast. We're believing the Spirit of God is calling us to come into unity, to bring breakthrough, and one of the spiritual disciplines to do that is fasting and prayer. And you're just like, going, oh, I can't wait to discipline my life. Party! <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. You get real excited. In our culture of self-gratification, entertainment, and pleasure, it is almost unheard of for people to sacrifice food yep. Yep. Or, to fa- or, or to fast some pleasure. Yes. It's almost unheard of in our culture, especially with the younger generation. I mean, the only fasting we do is before surgery. (laughs) Why? Because we can't have the food before we have the surgery. Jesus said, when you fast. Jesus was implying that he assumed we would be fasting. He also said, you know, because he got ridiculed by John's disciples, why aren't you guys fasting? The Pharisees fast, and John's disciples fast, but why aren't you guys fasting? Why aren't your disciples fasting? He said, when the bridegroom's here, you don't need fast. It's when he's taken away, you'll be fasting. You'll need, you'll need breakthrough. You'll need me. You'll need to call upon me. Yes, I'll send the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, but you will need to fast. Because fasting brings breakthrough. Everybody say, fasting brings breakthrough. But to voluntarily give up food together with others for a purpose almost seems extreme in our culture you might say you might go home tell your folks and something that you're doing they go man is that a cult <laughs> i mean fasting's a lost pretty much a lost art and some of you may have to start out slow you might have to start off a little easy we'll get into the details of the fast But I want to look at what, uh, of course, Dennis Kramer, that last thing said. It said, get ready to call some sacred assemblies. Well, let's look at what Joel did when he called a sacred assembly. Let's look at what was going on in the book of Joel. The prophet Joel, let's look at what he did in Joel chapter 1, verse 14. As he declared a sacred assembly, he said, declare a holy fast. Everybody say, a holy fast. fast. (laughs) (laughs) And and this isn't going, holy moly, I got to fast this is a holy fast sanctified set apart by god god calling a people to come together in unity to do something together declare a holy fast call a sacred assembly summon the elders and all who live in the land of the house in the land to the house of the lord your god and cry out to god cry out to the lord everybody say cry out to the lord Weeping and praying and mourning and asking, God, God, move upon this nation. God, move upon our church. Oh, God, move upon my heart. God, soften my heart. Soften the children, my children's hearts. The context of this scripture here with Joel Who is Joel talking to? He's talking to the elders and all the people of Judah. Who was Judah? Judah was the southern kingdom. Israel had been divided into two kingdoms. There was Israel to the north and Judah to the south. This was the the kingdom of Judah to the south. What had happened? Why were they in desperation? What was their need? Locusts had stripped their land Locusts had eaten their land. It had eaten the vegetation. They didn't have anything to feed their cows. They were in a desperate place and and Joel prophesied to the people we are calling a fast This is what the Lord wants to do and then in, in later in verse 12 and 13 of chapter 2 it, he, Joel said, the Lord says through Joel, the prophet, he says, God says, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate. Yes, he is gracious and compassionate. Slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. That word relents from sending calamity. He wants to divert the calamity that's in your life. Anybody want some calamity diverted from their life? From our country? From our church? Come against the COVID virus and we reverse that calamity in Jesus' name. I want to reverse the curse of apathy and complacency. Anybody with me? Oh, dear Jesus. But Joel is prophesying to the people to return to the Lord and Repent the call to this fast was to ask god for deliverance and to help and help from their situation but it was also a call to repentance and so in this journey as we're asking god to deal with our hearts we're going to be repenting we're going to be confessing sin we're going to be asking god to to change us anybody want to be changed god has god was using this terrible trial to wake up his people to get them to repent and return to the Lord, and God is shaking, was well, shaking Judah, just like He's shaking America to get our attention. The reason the COVID hasn't stopped is because the American people haven't responded. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder what what other kind of shaking might happen. I'm not telling, saying, and I don't believe God sends this stuff. Okay. I think that as we disobey God, it releases the enemy and it gives the enemy the authority and the freedom to come and re- wreak havoc. Mm-hmm. Is that what you guys believe? Yes. And so we have to take authority as believers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, even in my... That's a, a rabbit trail. Don't go there. Stay on course. <laughs> Stay on course. That's a rabbit trail. And so God's shaking the nations. Not just America, but the nations. And the purpose of the fast was to break the pride and self-sufficiency off you and to humble you, to open your eyes to our desperate need for God and to get us to a place of yielding to God, to break off the stubbornness, the blindness of our eyes, the deception. God is humbling us, right? Right? And I say, yes, I need this. Does anybody else need this? I'm telling you, I need this. We're in this together. There isn't anyone. It's amazing. Me and Elena, our intern, we were calling people uh, last week uh, that haven't been for a while or just, just to check on people, make sure people were healthy and not sick. But as I was going down our attendance report, it was amazing. Every family had something going on. Every every family had a struggle. Every family had uh, a Stronghold or something that they were dealing with and I was just like oh God you are about to bring breakthrough to this house God you're gonna bring breakthrough to this house So God's inviting new covenant into this corporate fast that I'm just saying talking about and We are going to be a group of believers who press into the purpose of God now a couple things that I want to say about fasting is, uh, number one, fasting is an invitation. (laughs) Here's my three points on fasting. There's a whole lot more about fasting than this. These are only the three points that the Lord put on my heart to share today. What fasting is and what it is not. But this fast is an invitation, not a requirement. (laughs) Now what do I mean by that? We are not going to require anyone to fast... And to participate in this corporate fast if you don't sense the invitation from the lord if you don't feel his prodding on your heart that is cool you 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 follow the lord but this is an invitation for from god for breakthrough in your life and in our church and i pray that you'll go with us but it is an imitation every fast is an imitation it's it's God puts a fast on our heart we don't We don't think of it ourselves, do you? Oh yeah, I want to fast today, but I do believe it is a it is a rhythm where God calls us to fast, and there are times and there are seasons where we need to have a pattern and a lifestyle of fasting. Everybody say lifestyle of fasting, so. Fasting is a spiritual discipline in the word and we like the prophet Joel are in desperate need of God's help And we're inviting you to join us in this corporate fast So we are not going to require anything of anybody the second thing about fast this fast fasting is not manipulating God to get what you want everybody read that with me I Have fasted before and not gotten what the breakthrough I was praying for has anybody else There is an example out of 2nd Samuel where David King David fasted and King David had sinned and he had committed adultery with Bathsheba and there was a child born Out of that sin David was spared his life God did not kill David like David should have been according to the law the grace of God came to David and David was spared because he should have been killed according to the law, right? But David wanted his son that was born out of this relationship. He was, wanting to, he was asking God to spare that son's life. And for seven days, David fasted. He prayed. He mourned. He cried. He was on the, in, in his room on the floor. His attendants thought he was going nuts. And David fasted, and the child died. Man, would that tick you off? Would that hurt your heart? And the fast that David went through was not to save the son's life, but it was a breaking of David's heart, making a man after God's own heart. David was a king. There was an authority that was on his life, and God was breaking it. The real purpose of that fast was to deal with David's heart. If you read Psalms 51, it's beautiful. If you read Psalms 51 and you see the repenting and the brokenness of David's heart, that fast and that process that David went through changed David's life. It changed the trajectory of David's life the obedience level, and the devotion to God changed drastically from that point. I can say that for my own life when we were barren, that that change and that fasting broke something. There was things in my life that had to go. There was this repenting. There was these things that God was removing from my life. I actually for years had guilt thinking that the, losing, the son, the, the losing our, our child was my fault because of the sin that i was in and it probably did give the enemy authority to wreak havoc in my family But man, I had to get rid of that guilt. I had to get rid of that and it caused me to press in Joel's life changed drastically. He was headed towards a different major He was headed towards a different Trajectory in his life and that fasting and that praying not only did it heal his legs But my gosh look at what it did to change the direction of his life these trials that we are going on They are beautiful The trials that you're in and you think there's no hope, it is beautiful. Tom taught a message last year about Joseph and how what Joseph went through was proving something in Joseph to prepare him for the authority that he was going to carry. I'm telling you, my son's different today because of that fasting and that praying. It's worth it. You've got to understand the purpose of, of fasting is to break you. It's to break your heart. It's to humble you. It's to get you into a position and a place where you can receive from God so that he can change the trajectory of your life. Some of you are going in the wrong direction. some of you are not in the will of god you've got to allow this fast to break your heart and change the trajectory like it did to david and so this fast is not to manipulate god to get something we want i gotta have breakthrough we need to have breakthrough in our nation but i think the chaos that's going in our nation is actually breaking the body of christ to say will you pray will you come to me we've been praying for months But the purpose of our praying is probably actually different than obviously because it didn't turn out what we thought was going to turn out. And so the way it's turning out is actually to break you. It's actually to humble you. It's actually to get you on your knees. It's actually to get you to fast and pray and to position yourself for breakthrough. Does anybody want that breakthrough? Yes. But it appeared the fasting didn't work for David. It appears The fasting that we did didn't didn't work when we were praying for Kristen, for her to be healed. My heart's broken. I still have her picture in my home. But the work it's doing in this heart of this house, we are called to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And by gosh, we're going to press in and we're going to keep doing it. I don't care how much we're attacked. We're not going to give up on what the Word of God says. breakthrough was about David's heart. The fast for David was about his heart. My fast, Joel's fast. The fast for Kristen. The fast for your dad that we did. It's about our hearts. And sometimes we get focused on The miracle that we want. There's nothing wrong for asking God for miracles. Because He brings them. But what's He wanting to do in my heart? I am desperate. And God is increasing that desperation. He's taking the blinders off my eyes. He's helping me to take some self-reflection. And I know that same process is getting ready to happen to you. And some of you, it's already started. But it's time to self-reflect. It's time to allow God our full devotion and our full love. Can I have an amen on that? The third point about fasting is fasting is for those who are desperately in need of more of God. I don't have to belabor that point. But this point deals with the why. Why are we corporately fasting together? What is our corporate need? What is our national need? What is our family need? Where do we need breakthrough as a church, as a nation, and as our families? And so I have about, oh, 20 minutes. I think I can land that plane in 20 minutes. You might even get a rabbit trail. I want to make... Five of the whys to you. Why we need to fast as a church. There are more than five. The prophetic team even came up with more. I'm going to land on four, and then I'm going to give you a, a fifth one that's for you. But there's five reasons why I believe we desperately need breakthrough and we need to pray. And the first, not mobile giving... Is we need to increase the giving of New Covenant <laughs> Worship Center. I did not receive a paycheck last week. No. <laughs> Can we get up? Oh, there we go. That's it. So five areas of breakthrough that we need in, 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 in what we're going to be fasting about corporately. We need breakthrough in the hearts of God's people here at New Covenant. Say that with me. Breakthrough in the hearts of God's people at New Covenant. Now, let's personalize it. Breakthrough in my heart. Say breakthrough breakthrough of my heart. That we would have a breakthrough in our desire, our passion, and pursuit of God's presence in our lives. That we would have a breakthrough in this house, in this people, who want more. God is not mad at us. God is not ticked at us. This is an invitation. You've been here long enough. Now I want you to come up higher. Okay. No condemnation for those who are in Christ. You have been here and there's been a level of apathy and complacency of staying here. But God says, I want to take you here. Who's in for that? There is always more to be had and I need more and I want more of him Through these trials. He's pricking our hearts and he's making us hungry. (laughs) He's making us desperate And so in this fast we will be praying um, that God would break into our hard hearts we will be praying and asking God to forgive us of our apathy, of our complacency. We will be asking God to remove the blinders on our eyes. We will ask God to help us re- that the deception would go and, and that God would begin to. And we're just asking God to stir our hearts. We're asking God. So in this fast and when we go to pray, because when you fast something, that, that fasting, then you need to add the prayer or it's a diet, right? That this time, so say I'm usually eating supper from 6 to 6.30, Karen and I will then go to prayer and we'll go down these five points that I'm going to give you and we'll begin to pray. We're going to begin to ask God for breakthrough. We're going to begin to declare breakthrough. We're going to begin to thank God for breakthrough. And we're going to ask God for the breakthrough here, not there. Because this breakthrough is you praying that the breakthrough will come to you. Are you with me? Okay, good. So as I get hungry for food or pleasures in the fast, I desire to, but I will pray that God, I want to increase my desire and my hunger for you and your word. And so we are going to replace some of the pleasures of this world and we're going to begin to divert our affection towards the Lord during this 21 days. The second area of breakthrough is we need a breakthrough. Number two, please. It's not working for some reason. Ah, we need a breakthrough in obedience of the people at New Covenant Worship Center. I'm personalizing this. Okay? Say, we need breakthrough in my obedience to God. We need breakthrough in my obedience to God. Okay? So we gotta personalize this, okay? There's areas of our life where we're not walking in obedience to the Lord. There are things in my life that have been hanging on for quite a few years. Some of you can see it. And I've got to have breakthrough. Tom's helping me. My wife's helping me. Dag it, that thing's got to die. Is there anything else in your life that needs to die? But you're so sick of it hanging around? Pulls you down, guilt you, puts the shame, and everything that we just broke off this morning, tomorrow or the next day, that shame will come back and ride you like a pony because you know you just disobeyed God. And I know God's not... We we. we God says, be perfect as I am perfect. We are working towards that perfection and that holiness. But is there anybody sick of some of the stuff that's been hanging out in your life? People online, are you sick of the stuff that's been hanging on to your life? That in this fast, we would be praying that a deep conviction to obey the Lord would rise up in the people of New Covenant Worship Center, that sinful strongholds that have been tolerated in people's lives at New Covenant would be broken off and deliverance would come. That as we fast and pray, oh, God's faithful grace, everybody say faithful grace. And his faithful power would be released over this house to break off strongholds. And it already started this morning. Mm. The generational curses and hidden sin would finally be destroyed. That our families and our children would begin to be delivered from strongholds of drugs, depression, sexual sin, mental illness, porn, laziness, addictions, cutting and self-harm, and every stronghold that holds them back from their deep devotion for God. Does anybody want that breakthrough? Man, there's children in this house. There's children in this house that need deliverance. And the power of God is what drives them out. When, when Paul, he, he talked to, Jesus, excuse me, you know, when the disciples came back to him when they couldn't drive the demon out, he said he, those come out by prayer and fasting. And I know there's some different teaching on that scripture, but I have no doubt that power comes and authority comes to break strongholds when we pray and fast. Can I have an amen on that? You know where God is dealing with you. I don't have to beat you up. The conviction of the Spirit of God is already on you. You already know what needs to be let go. You already know it. And so in this fast, we're going to be asking, and we're going to be laying that crap down. We're going to be crucifying our flesh. We want God more than we want those pleasures. Can I amen on that, right? We're going to pray that God would bring deep conviction and godly sorrow to have its way in us that we would repent and turn from our wicked ways that sin would be dealt with that there would be a breakthrough in obedience in the people of God in this house we know what second chronicles 7:14 says if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will i hear from heaven I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. This land, this land, and this land. The nations. So this is about positioning our hearts. This isn't about the grind. This is about us getting ready. This is about a move of God. This is about us positioning our heart with a spiritual discipline of fasting for breakthrough in these areas the other area of breakthrough number 3 is the breakthrough in birthing a discipleship movement here at new covenant worship center you say what do you mean a breakthrough of birthing of a discipleship movement it's already started it's already there's already a conviction of god in leadership and in many hearts But we need a breakthrough in this discipleship movement to where parents are discipling their children A discipleship movement where we don't lose our teenagers when they go to college Because we have taught our kids the Word of God. We have taught them the why behind the Word of God We've taught them how to study the Word of God We've taught them how to memorize the Word of God and we've taught them how to devote themselves to the living God Too many people rely upon the church to disciple their children. We do an amazing job back there in children's ministry. It is amazing back there. We do a great job in other areas of ministry when it comes to junior high and high school. But that is not where discipleship takes place. Can I have an amen on that? Dear God, you have got to start discipling your children, but we also need a discipleship movement to where everyone in this house is discipling someone, that someone in their workplace, someone in their family, someone here at church, someone, they are actively doing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Denny Kramer prophesied that he was going to get, that God was going to give us a new way. Well, the new way is actually the old way. We just got focused on having church here on Sunday morning, but during the week, there needs to be discipleship that's going on through the week. There needs to be us training others how to obey God. The Great Commission is what we have fallen short of, of multiplying the kingdom of heaven. The Great Commission is the gospel. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. We have discipled for years, but we left out the multiplication piece And expecting people to multiply expecting people to take someone along with them You say well, I'm not mature enough. Well, there's always somebody less mature in their walk with with Jesus than you Joel showed us last week how to begin to rightly divide the word just briefly uh, We're going to do more of that later But dear God, we need to teach people how to obey the Word of God How to follow God and how to how to follow in obedience with what God has said There are times where people get mad at us Because we confront them about issues in the word, but we're teaching people that's part of Discipleship. We're teaching people how to obey the word Do you realize your life is not lighting up with the word of god? I want to help you. Can we help you? Let us help you in that process But we need a breakthrough in this whole house. There needs to be a discipleship movement. Can I have an amen on that? More on that later because we're going to be getting into that And I'm asking God for a breakthrough in this area for New Covenant. The deception is broken off our minds that we can't disciple or we don't know how to disciple. We've got some great tools and some stuff that are going to be running out later this year as we talk about discipleship because that is something we're going to focus on as a a church. And we need breakthrough in that area. Will you pray with us? Will you fast with us on that? All right. The next area, number four. Breakthrough, and we all know this. We need breakthrough in revival and awakening of our nation. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm not going to go into great depth on that. But what we need to be praying for, that there would be, there would be a breakthrough in conviction I already know the Spirit of God is drawing our nation. That's just who he is. Can I have an amen on that? He's already drawing leaders. He's already working on Biden's heart. He's already working on the vice president's heart. He's already working on Trump. He's already working on all the leaders. He's working on our our, our people at work. He's already convicting people around you at work. He's already convicting kids at school. He is dealing with kids at school. God is always moving. He's always convicting. The Spirit of God comes to convict us of what? Sin, righteousness, and judgment to come. God is always moving. Say, God's always moving. But this nation needs to respond. There needs to be an awakening that God would take off the blinders, that God would begin to break in with His power, and that people would begin to respond. So we're going to be praying about God softening the hearts of people in our nation that God would begin to soften the hearts of leaders who would turn back to God. And yes, even pray for Biden and his salvation and his spiritual waking, even if you do not feel he should be the president. <laughs> Amen? Because yeah. the Bible says to pray for your leaders, yeah. to bless them, do not despise them, And so he needs our support, even though we don't like it. He needs our prayer support. And so we're going to pray for breakthrough and revival and awakening of our nation, because I promise you Trump or nor Biden is our solution. They are just tools in the master's hand. They're tools. And God has the power to, to sway king's hearts. And I trust he is going to do it. I am not scared. I am not consumed. He is going to sway king's hearts Can I have an amen on that chad? He is going to sway their hearts. Is he not sir? He's going to sway their hearts There's a bigger picture going on that we don't see And we need to trust god in this journey number five and we're going to begin to land the plane Fill in the blank for your life This is where the things some of the prophetic team had some other things Maybe this is an area where you personally are needing breakthrough add something to the list Ask god this week because really what i'm asking you to do this week your your homework That's going to be for this week is you're going to you're going to actually begin to pray this week And ask some questions to god You're going to ask god. Hey Pray about this invitation to fast. You may know the answer already. You may have a yes in your spirit right now. There may be part of you going, "Eh, I don't want to do that. I I, I can't do that. But if you're in that place where you don't know, I say pray. Ask your Father in heaven if he wants you to participate in this fast. It is not a mandate. Ask God to soften your heart and, and, and remember that fast is voluntary and you get to choose. And we will not... Everybody look at that. We will not ask anyone if they are fasting. We won't ask people what they are fasting. Okay? Fasting is a thing of private between you and God, what He's calling you to fast. You don't have to brag about your fast. Matter of fact, Jesus said don't do that. That's what the hypocrites do. They make their face look somber and they paint down their face and they look whole and glum. Man, I'm hungry. And they let everybody know they're fasting. No, don't do that. Go in your prayer closet and don't let anybody know. Just let let this be a vow that you make between you and God. The second thing you're going to do is you're going to choose what you will fast for 21 days. We're going to start next Sunday, the 31st. And so you get to choose what you fast. Pray and ask the Lord what he wants you to fast. It may be food for several days a week. It may be coffee. It may be sugar. Everybody say hallelujah. 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 Or something that would be a true sacrifice for you it may be video games it may be social media I realize a true fast is food but by golly in our nation there's a lot of other things people need to be fasting they're consuming hours and hours of time on useless stuff that does not grow their spirit maybe it's TV you know the the 21 day fast is the fast that Daniel did in Daniel, and he ate no meat, no sugar, none of the king's delicacies. He only had fruits, vegetables, nuts, and water. That is called a Daniel fast, and uh, Daniel spent extra time praying and seeking God for deliverance from the prince of Persia. And in the word, it says that Michael, the archangel, was released during that fast from day one when he fasted. It didn't show up till after 21 days, but that angel came and brought breakthrough and defeat to the prince of persia. And so hey, I'm going to be expecting angelic activity. Anybody else? We're going to be expecting angelic help. The Bible says that angels come to minister to the sons of men. You may not see them, but you can ask. But I believe they're going to help us with breakthrough. I believe they're going to help us in our journey as a as a people. And so I'm looking for that to increase. The second, third thing is pray for leadership and the people of New Covenant. We need each other. Pray for unity and that God would prepare all of our hearts to work together on this fast. That we wouldn't give up, we, wouldn't, we would stay strong, and that we would press in. <coughs> Excuse me. Ask God to convict us all in growing in our devotion and passion for Jesus. And then come next Sunday, prepared to start our fast. So hopefully when you come back next Sunday, you'll know that you're either going to fast or not going to fast. I'm going to talk more about fasting next week. I'm going to give a couple examples of fasting that I think will really empower our hearts. I had a great friend here at the church tell me that when you're trying to get people to do or sell something, a product to to, to people in your business, if you want to try to get people to do something, you have to, the perceived value Of what you're doing has to be higher than the perceived cost And I promise you there is a cost to fasting But you we've I want to teach next week about the perceived the value of fasting Which I hit on a little bit today because if you don't see the value of fasting for breakthrough for your life For our nation for our church for your children if you don't see the value of that you will not fast The value of fasting And what it brings us as a people has got to be greater than what you think the cost is. So we're going to work on that next week. Because right now, we all like food. And the perceived value of not doing food or some other pleasantry can steal your success in positioning yourself before your God. Amen? So breakthrough is coming. Everybody say that. Breakthrough is coming. Breakthrough is coming. If you will stand with me I'm going to pray. We're going to pray a prayer together As we leave today If I will put this action plan on our face group facebook group page So if you need to see it, it'll be on there probably later today or first thing monday morning If you need it, otherwise you can take a picture. We'll leave it up there for a little bit So let's everybody just close our eyes for a moment and just put your hand on your heart Say, Father God, I come to you in the powerful name of Jesus. And I need your help. Our nation needs your help. My church needs your help. And my family needs your help. We need breakthrough. We need help, God. Now, Father, I ask that you would prepare my heart for this fast. Increase my desperation for you. Increase my desperation for you. Increase my desperation for you, God. Break off all complacency. Break off my apathy. I repent and I ask you to forgive me for being distracted. For being out of focus and being complacent, change my heart. God, change my heart. Spirit of the living God, convict me, increase my hunger, increase my desperation for my nation increase my desperation for change in my church and increase my desperation for change in my own heart God we need you Father, just like you did in the day of Joel, where you called a sacred assembly and you called the people to a holy fast. Father, we know we cannot do this in our own strength. And so Father, I bless the people of God. I thank you God for your anointing, your conviction. I ask that you would speak to your people. I ask that you would speak to everyone at home as they're watching this video that they would participate with us in this fast of drawing our hearts closer to you, humbling ourselves. For God, we are a people who are desperate for more of you. We just ask for your help, Father, as we leave the day t- today, God. Let this message burn. Let it burn in our hearts. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for doing those action steps and we will see you next week. May the Spirit of God strengthen you as you work into these spiritual disciplines of the Word and fasting. God bless you. We love you. Amen.